back, everybody, to another episode of This My Burn Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me this week to close out the best month of the year, to close out big-ass August. I'm so sad that it's coming to an end, but here we are, Eric Smith, the Whiskey Mutant. Closing big-ass August. Time for big-ass August to I'll stop go the recording again. <laughs> till next year. Yeah. I know my ass is big. It's August. August. <laughs> stop. I'll stop. Terrific. There's a lot uh, of singing on this show since you joined. Yes. August. It's coming to a close. It is. I'm very sad about it, but I'm not sad about all the support that we've gotten Yeah. this month. Um, it may not sound like a lot. We did have four new patrons, though. That's four more than we had last month. Exactly. And that's two for each birthday we had. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So if you're listening, if you're watching. Menage uh, Quad. <laughs> just thank you so much uh, for, for supporting the show. This has been one of my favorite Augusts ever. Yeah. It's been a great August. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. It has been a big ass August. It has been a yeah. big old ass August. If you're listening for the first time, though. Or watching, I guess, if you're on the, the YouTube channel. Um, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, hit the bell notification, of course, for videos on YouTube. Smash that like. Smash that friggin' like button. Yeah. That's what the kids say, right? That's what my kids say. Yeah, I know. Do they film, like, YouTube videos? Uh, Dash does. But, like, he doesn't ever really, like, put it out? No, he has a YouTube channel. Does he really? Yeah. Huh. It's just private. It's just like a couple of his little friends because mm. I didn't gotcha. make it public yet because fucking weirdos. Amen to that. Yeah. Um, but leave us a five-star rating and review. All that stuff. Follow us on social media. Yeah. At my bourbon pod. At Whiskey Mutant. But yeah, if you want to support the show too, uh, and we really do appreciate it, we've got a new patron this week that we're going to give a little shout out oh, to. I saw them the other at the At the end of the... I just saw what that bottle was, so... Flying blind's been ruined for me. I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were pulling. I just happened to look over while you were. Do you know exactly what it is? Well, no. But I saw the. Well, then that it's still blind. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you can guess part of it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um. Anyway, yeah. The yeah, Patreon, Patreon. I saw him at uh, McDonald's. You saw you saw her at McDonald's. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we're doing the kiosk ordering. I'll tell you about it later. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, we normally start off episodes with flying blind or uh, or sips and snacks. This week oh, it's we uh, had a good it's sips and blind. snacks on the Patreon. We did. Oh, great pairing. Um, I just opened this, so I have not had it either. Whoa! That is straight up birthday cake. Ooh, okay. White That's vanilla cake. frosting birthday cake. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what it is. That's just straight up. Yeah. It's almost like the batter of a birthday cake. Like yeah, it's for like sure. in the like mixer. Yeah. It smells just like somebody's mixing up a birthday cake. I really like that nose. God, I'd crush I'd crush this. 
It drinks like it too. Yeah, dude. It's like vanilla. There's a little bit of grape in there, but there's like it's kind of like right in the middle of everything. It's like yeah, a little bit of finish, a little bit of proof, but it's like pour me up like a peri pour of this, and I'm just hundred percent good to go. Yeah, this is beginning, middle, and end of the night pour for me or day, depending on if you're Eric and you're working. Yeah, this is breakfast. <laughs> this is so good. Um, since it's big ass August. We're going to do another one, too. Oh, boy. This is how you close out Big Ass Give me a Give me a glass. Okay. We're going to compare this to something else, too, because I wanted to see how this compared. Is this the same comparison I did with Amos and Jeff on the Moose Lounge podcast? I don't know. I haven't listened <laughs> to that episode yet. You should. It was a really good time. I need to. It's very similar. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said let's compare them. You you saw the top of the bottle, so you probably know what I'm we're comparing this to. Yeah. But they're almost identical. They're close. They're very, very close. I think the sample I just poured is slightly more complex. There's a little bit more depth to yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. You the sample that I just poured is one you would take a little bit slower. And then the one we had that the fresh crack that we just did is like instant crush. Like. Yeah, it, it's got. Now that I'm going back to the the first one, it's got a little bit more ethanol in the nose, too. Yeah, a little bit more vanilla comes out, but the sample is darker and more. Uh, almost has some like dark leather, a little bit more chocolate on Ooh. the sample one. It's like vanilla and chocolate, like what what you're comparing them to. That second one is so good. <laughs> is the second one our pick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little sample of it. <laughs> Grab that because I, before I walked out the door, I was like, we got to compare these. Yeah. But they're both good. They're both great, but I like ours better. <laughs> no kidding! This is an I didn't a- know you got one. Yeah. ADHD. I bought that when I was on vacation, and I was... Drunk? Way drunk. <laughs> I forgot I even bought Country it. Slammer. So this is a new riff, ADHD whiskey pick. <laughs> Country Slammer. So our pick for the meetup weekend was 106.4 proof... Matt's pick is 104.6 proof. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hysterical. Spicy clover honey. Flavor spicy rye and orange. And birthday cake. It's vanilla. Tons of vanilla. I mean, it's still it's still a great pick. No, it's great. Pick. Well, I, would, I would get country slammered on this because yeah. I would drink a lot of it. But, yeah, I grabbed that. He came in the mail the other day, and I was like, I'm going to do that for Flying Blind. And as I was leaving, I was like, got to compare it to the what we, the last one we picked. Yeah. So, there we go. Good. I like that. Yeah, you, like you know that. what I'm going to do, though? What? Blend them? By God. That's a great idea. Oh, smells good. Mmm. 
chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. Yep, that would make sense. It's Chocolate. 100% what it is. Yeah. I think the two of them blended together are better than either of them separately. I think so. Wow, that is so good. Yeah. So, if you have ADHD Whiskey's Country Slammer New Riff, and you have This Is My Bourbon Podcast Meetup New Riff pick, do a little one-to-one blend. See what happens, because it's good. Do you want me to blind you on something, too? Yeah. Give me a glass. Let me clean one out here. Big ass August. This is what we do. This is how we're, we're closing it out. I almost like don't even want to do news just because. We can save news for next time. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things we we could probably talk about. But for the for the most part, I mean, I'm just happy hanging out for a me week. too. You know? Yeah. Not doing anything super serious. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Oh. Going through some samples. Okay, so I know nothing about this sample. It's like cornbread with cinnamon butter on it. Right in a a cast iron skillet. Yeah, it kind of does have like a like a smoky quality mm-hmm. to it yeah. almost kind of like you you burned it a little Just bit right around the edges a little bit yeah oh that smells so good oh wow oh i will say this very quickly jumped to consideration for top 10 this year this sample yeah so this is a new release this is a new release from this year it, that's one of the most uh, fucking, I'm just going to say smooth. Um, like it just coats and it's like, it's just, it's just like nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a blanket on my taste buds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Is that a rye? It is a rye. Because there, there's rye on the finish. There is... Yeah. You get that rye. It didn't smell like a rye. It's like a little pop of dill pickle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a little rye. It's either really high rye or a rye rye. It is a rye whiskey. Do you want to guess age? And proof? Mm, it's got age, definitely. It's, I would say, 11 to 12 years old. Okay. Proof, 95. I mean, it's not high proof. Like, it's very, like I said, it's very comforting. It's like a blanket. Like, there's not, like, a big, like, hits you right in the throat finish. Yeah. It's like 90 to 95 proof, at least. You are right on the money with everything. Uh, 10 years old. Oh. 92.8%. 92. Or 92.8 proof, excuse me. Okay. And it's a rye? It's a rye. I don't know. It's the new Michter's 10-year rye. Uh, when you said 10, I should have said Michter's. <laughs> that is good. It's so good, man. That's like the only 10-year release they're doing this year or something like that, right? I think so. Something? I don't know. I don't remember. <sighs> this is... 
They are doing their uh, their toasted sour mash whiskey this year, though. I saw that. Yeah. There's your little bit of news. You know what we stopped doing? We completely forgot about what your one ounce of news. Oh, uh, I got some one ounce of news. Yeah. But I mean, we don't have to do it this year. There's week. a new um, Girl Scout cookie flavor coming out. Really? Yeah. What it's like it? the. It's like uh, raspberry. It's like the thin mint, like it's got chocolate in it. Yeah, but it's not mint; it's raspberry in it. So it's like a chocolate covered raspberry. Huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. You got to pair it with something. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. I got I got bad one ounce of news. Hold up, though. How much of this do you have left? None. <laughs> Fuck! I just poured some. I'm very. I want to put sorry. this up when. Hopefully, assuming everything goes to plan, we get BTAC. I want to put this up yeah. against like the size eighteen. No, I want to. I want to do that. I definitely want to do it with the the Pursuit United, Pursuit. which you got to bring back. By the way, sometimes. yeah, it's in my house. I've not drank it. That's okay if you do. I got a full bottle now. Well, that's true. I bought a full bottle yeah, for my yeah, birthday. Yeah. My own little birthday <laughs> present. God, this is good. I. Not resist this sample. <laughs> I'd buy this. Taking sampling irresistible mm. to the main feed. So That's really good. funny. Never yeah. would have thought it was a raw on the nose. So we do have an interview this week. Uh, we'll get to it in a little bit, and we'll wind up doing a review as well. But figure it just. I like this. I just hang out. It's been a, it's yeah. been a minute since we've just kind of chatted, and you know, I like it. not been super serious with anything. But what have you been drinking recently? Well. This past weekend. Not much. Not much. Yeah. Had a birthday weekend, which I'll tell you about that. And then I've had to work, so not a whole lot since then. But since we recorded, you came over. You and Swan came over. And Lucy, yeah. we went and watched uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie for my birthday. And before we went, we had a fresh... I just opened a Lodge Craig Brow Proof B516 which was 139.4 proof, yep. I believe. <sighs> so good. They just don't make them like they used to. No, not even close. So people have been, and I, I just reviewed, oh, you know what you definitely need to try. Oh. Yeah. Did you review that last night? I reviewed it last night, yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see what you think about it compared to the, the B522. Okay. Yeah, that that's... High standard right now for yeah. larceny. But, and and it's weird because I think I'm falling into this, this, this idea, too, that Elijah Craig Barrel Proof really is decreasing in quality while larceny is increasing. I really think that the only thing keeping me excited about it has been the picks that's come out. Like, yeah. And they've not been, I've not had one Elijah Craig Barrel Proof pick that's like just blown me away, but I'm excited about them. But the batch is just, I don't know. But that, that, that old one we had, what you got there? My goodness, pulling out all the shit. It's, it's been a good couple weeks. I see that. <laughs> but this is what happens when we don't see each other Lord. for a week. Um, <laughs> So we had that. We had some 2021 Four Roses uh, limited small batch. Yeah. Uh, had some Van Winkle Van 10. Van Winkle here. 10. And then if you're going to the movies with me, you're packing samples in your pocket for. Yeah. 
and we pulled out one of our favorite bottles from last year yeah. the Elijah, uh, not Elijah, E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Yeah. And that's what I drink mid movie. Same. Um, and then on Sunday, it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> then on Sunday, uh, uh, we had a babysitter, and me and April got to go to Bardstown Bourbon Company, and I had a birth year, which is 1985, early times, which they opened right there. Whoa! Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, they like pulled the, the tax strip back to try not to break it to make it look good. It was a screw top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, unless they had it sealed, like there was not hardly anything out of that bottle. So Yeah. I've, I've had a couple of those old early times bottles yeah and they're really really good oh so good and it was only like 84 proof or something but it was yeah. so buttery yeah you said it was like steakhouse yeah like butter. that big cinnamon butter like yeah. it was like that cinnamon and like just buttery and so that was my my um pour at uh, oh i also had um uh the discovery eight with how'd you like it i thought it was great yeah i had it with their hummingbird dessert Sometimes it's yeah. not it's not always on the menu. Yeah. So if you ask, they may have some and it's like this like pineapple cream cheese dessert. It's really good. Paired with the disco eight. Mm. Good stuff. So good. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, that I'll I'll end on that note. <laughs> uh well <laughs> I've been busy this week. <laughs> I was on a Chad and Sarah's live stream. You were. Because Sarah was sick. Um, we're recording this on Friday, so by the time this comes out, it'll have been a week and a half ago. So last week's episode yeah. of uh, the It's Bourbon Night live stream. Impress and me and kiss me or something like that. Don't test me, impress there. me. Yeah. <laughs> but Chad and I just went back and forth with, with pores, and he... He had not had curly before. I blinded him with with a curly single barrel, oh. which he really, really enjoyed. He hadn't had it yet. He hadn't had it yet. Hmm. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. I can't remember all the stuff that I brought over? over. That's what I'm saying. Oh. It's like I can't remember all the stuff I brought you? over. Well, obviously, what did he give you that Michter's ten? Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I can talk about this one yet. <laughs> Secret, secret. Uh, but he also blinded me with uh, their 1792. Oh, he he blinded me with Booker's 38th. Which oh, talk about him? Impress me or test yeah? No, me. he impressed the heck out of me. I bet. He impressed me much. Did he give you that Booker's raw? That's not Booker's raw. No. <laughs> um, but he also blinded me with their new 1792 foolproof pick. Nice. Which is out of this world. I mean, my genuinely might be my favorite 1792 foolproof pick I've ever had. So we'll get to that in a minute as well. I don't think we have any housekeeping to do this week. Um, next week, I guess we'll just be back to regular old. No slump. more big ass. It's the September slump. September slumps. <laughs> we're just we're just sad the whole time. Just sad, man. We're just like oh, 
Here we are back. At oh, I, I I wasn't even done with all the things that I've had this week. I'm sorry. I also reviewed uh, on my live stream the barrel gray label dovetail. I reviewed uh, Kentucky Owl Wise Man Rye. What? No. Oh, there's nothing left in that one. I almost still smell it. Oh, okay. We got a sample of the Chattanooga Bottle and Bond bourbon. Really? From Ben DeGagne. Who? Ben DeGagne. Who's that? He's a supporter of the show. He listens and... Oh, yeah. I saw him at Wendy's. He loves the Wendy's chili. Does he? Yeah. Wow. He adds extra meat to it. I think that's how you have to do it. And he puts it on a cheeseburger. Oh. He gets a junior bacon cheeseburger and yeah. then makes his own secret menu up. That's horrible. Junior bacon chili burger. Oh. He um, loves it. We we can't review this just yet, but the new release from William Tarr, RD1, Registered Distillery 1, here in Lexington. Coach Stoops. Um, 101 proof. We're going to be reviewing it soon but we have to we're under embargo oh at the moment man that gets serious when you're like that i'm like oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're we're being held up by big bourbon man i don't okay larceny see now i'm interrupting everything right now. that's okay the nose is phenomenal yeah i like the palate i don't like it as much as the b i was gonna say i don't think it beats the b no Definitely beats the D. Control yourself. <laughs> no, this is good. Yeah. Larceny Barrel Proof is starting to... The batches are... They've hit their stride. Getting good, and they're... I mean, we've not had Lodge Craig Barrel Proof C9 No, yet. not yet. I will be anxious to see. I won't make sure we save that, but I want to yeah. see if I like that one better than that, because... B522, I said it the other day, I think. I liked it better than the Lodge Craig Barrel Proof B522. This is good. Did you rate this last night? Yes. 12.5 out of 20? I was going to say 12. Yeah. I just didn't just think Or maybe it, it was a 12. I don't remember. 12. Sure. Yeah, solid. $65, I think they are. C922, I'd buy that for sure. I don't think it beats B522, but solid. Is this the highest proof? Larson? That's the highest one from this year. 126.6. Yeah, I think it might be the highest proof, larceny barrel proof. I think it is. This one was 123.8. Yeah. We've had a couple that have been at like 124, 125, but I don't think that we've gotten to 126 yet. That's good. So, yeah. Yeah, 12 out of 20. Yeah. Um, but the, the one that, the one bottle that I was the most excited about was from our buddies at uh, Blind Rabbits in uh, North Carolina. Are they the ones that did the uh, other Elijah Craig, the pick that you were on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is their Elijah Craig barrel proof, single barrel, 129.9 proof, eight years old. Eight years old? Eight years old. I know you said that you haven't had a pick yet that's blown you away. They've all been good. They've just not been like, oh, this is like. I'm I'm telling you though. I love all the picks. Yeah. Here's I think I've had an eight year old pick. I know I know we have. I think the first one that we had, the one from um, 
Mash and Journey. Was it eight? Was eight years old. Oh, there's that rabbit. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's it's money. Snickerdoodle cookies. Very bakery. Very classic Lodge Craig Bell proof. It's so soft. So soft on the nose. Kind of a Disney World bakery. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. That's good shit. Um, Thanks, Ted. Confectionery sugar. Yeah. Funnel cake. Yeah. I think it's it, it's very classic Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah. Just Elijah Craig in general, truly. Oh, that's good. It's so, so good. Yeah, that's a funnel cake, and you add a little bit of cinnamon to the powdered sugar on top of it. Because it's got that kind of like pancake mix style, like fry, like fried some batter. Yeah, we're just gonna sit here and go back and forth with boring stuff (laughs) (laughs) before the interview starts. That's great. (laughs) Oh man, it's just been a nice week of like getting stuff in the mail and samples and bottles and whatnot. But there's that uh, wise man rye if you want to try that. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna put my Lodge Craig Barrel Proof to the side for a second. This episode's called How Drunk Can We Get Eric? And I'm going to go full-blown review on this. Let's do it. We got another review to do after the interview. Okay. But I'm in a I'm in a very everything's been really small pores and I've really digested and dissected everything today. All right, so you had this last night. I had that last night. First time? Second time. Second time. But the first time that I had it was just a fresh crack, and I was like... You're just having something to drink. Yeah, because I just wanted to try it. And especially after having the the wise man bourbon. Okay. I was like, how does this live up? Or how does this compare? All right, tell me the deets about this. 95.5 rye. Okay. Kentucky 95.5. Kentucky. I'm assuming that it's from Bardstown Bourbon Company. 100.8 100.8 proof or something like that. So straight rye, so it's at least two. Two, but I think it's closer to four. Okay. And I didn't know this until Ethan Sterner brought it up on the live stream. But apparently, the the wise man bottles are really made more for cocktails. Do with that information what you will. Okay. <laughs> See, that's one of those one those things too. We were talking about on the pregame chats where it's like go in this with an open mind. Or yeah, the samples simply irresistible. And I I want to like just I want to just be like it's whiskey. Like you can yeah. put in a cocktail if you want. Not like we're making this for cocktails. Yeah. But you know. 
look how many bars and stuff there are that sell cocktails and so that's a market okay very licorice yeah you can tell it's 95.5 very black licorice like that's all I'm getting okay I will say this to be a hundred hundred point eight proof and 95.5 rye there's not a lot happening on this palette see that's the thing that I have the biggest problem with and this is what I the it felt very profound at the time, and I think that it is still kind of. But I think that it is less forgivable for a whiskey to be boring than it is for it to be bad. Yeah, because at least you're like, whoa, that's like doing something, and you're like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. I, I don't like it. This is hitting me with all this weird notes. But here are As all opposed, the reasons that I'm, you right, know, this I'm picking is up like, what I'm picking up. Where's the whiskey? There's just nothing to it. I and, expected it to be, hit me with a bunch of just like black candy licorice on the palate based on the nose. And there's absolutely nothing. But if like this is supposed to be made for cocktails, it's like adding water to it. It's not exactly. It's not for people who like spirit forward cocktails. No, which I do. That's that's giving somebody a reason to have a hundred point eight proof in their cocktail. Yeah, exactly. Because all the extra stuff you put in the cocktail is what's going to make the flavor. This is not going to pull through any. No, you put some simple syrup and some bitters in this, like. You're going to be like, hey, I love these bitters. Yeah. This is a sweet cocktail. This is a great old fashioned. I got, I get the orange zest and all that from the orange. I'd get nothing from this. That's a, yeah. I mean, if you're making that to be a mixer, you did good only based on you made a mixer that's brown and it's 100, 100.8 proof. There's nothing about that. I mean, I would get... What's the price on this? $60. $60. Way too way too much money. It's overpriced. Old, Especially... Old Forester rye? 100 proof? 100% go for Old Forester rye. 20 bucks or whatever? Yeah. There's All day, nothing. every day. Rittenhouse rye. Pikesville rye. There are so many better options than this whiskey. I don't hardly get anything. A little bit of perfume, maybe? Perfume. I mean, like, there's, like, that floral No, note? I know, I know. That's but it. But it's just, like... That's triple gold Where's in the, the poop beef? category. <laughs> triple gold. Triple gold in the poop, poop category. Poop category. Yeah. yeah. That's way yeah. too much for... $65 is way too much for yes. this. I gave it an 8 out of 20. 5 out of 20. There you go. I was being generous. I gave... I would give the nose a... Uh, a two and everything else a three. I mean, everything else a one to make a five out of 20. I can't remember exactly what I did. Just because I get a big black licorice nose, I'm like, oh, it's got some notes in there. BBL? Big black licorice? BBL, baby. <laughs> Search that on Google. Um, but yeah, this is this is a no for me. Yeah, it, it's it's such a hard, hard pass. Yeah. But so what are you going to use this bottle for? It's a full bottle. I know. I don't know. I, I truly don't know. Blend, uh, blending? 
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe just to have around. Yeah. Just. You could throw it on the cart for you know people who at the end of the night they just want something the hundred proof they can't taste anything. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I might wind up using it in cocktails. Maybe we but, need to put it to the cocktail test since well, they said yeah. it's made for cocktails. I'm I'm okay with doing that. I think we need to do that with the wise man bourbon too. I don't want to, but I think we need to. For content. <laughs> Two different things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I'm super happy to be welcoming to the show now, longtime friend uh, of this My Bourbon podcast. And uh, it's been a minute since we've caught up, but I'm very, very excited to be welcoming back the master distiller for chicken cock whiskey, Mr. Greg Snyder. Greg, great chatting with you, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Perry. It's, it's a pleasure uh, to have the opportunity once again to, to chat with you and uh, talk my favorite subject, whiskey. <laughs> so it's uh, the the last time that we we got to talk was back in April of 2020, just as things were kind of uh, starting to spiral uh, in many ways, and just as we were starting to learn what the the new the new state of things was going to be. How have the uh, the past couple of years treated you, not just with uh, with chicken cock, but just kind of uh, on a personal level as well? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of things uh, change in my, my personal life, but uh, more related to the uh, uh, the whiskey. It's 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 been a it's been a great ride, I tell you. The, the momentum uh, for chicken cock whiskey is just skyrocketing. Yeah, um, you know, back then, I think when we talked last time, I think we were probably at about 12 to 14 states in the Southeast. And uh, about a year and a half after that, we were in about 42 states. So it just, uh, it's taken off. Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd say so. And you can kind of tell too that, uh, especially if you look at the brand and, and just the way that, Everything is kind of being pushed is is into this, you know, d- despite the fact that some of the products can be kind of considered uh, premium, ultra premium, depending on, you know, what category you want to throw it into. There's very much this connectivity of it uh, with everything that you guys are kind of putting out and making it, you know, just just making people more aware of this this brand and and trying to you know revitalize it in in many ways. Because one of the things that you had um, discussed with me when we first chatted uh, back in April of 2020 was that uh, this is actually a revival brand uh, from from Paris, Kentucky. And so, you know, that kind of brought to mind the more I thought about it, just this this in some regards being uh, kind of a in, in every man's whiskey and every man's brand. And it seems like you guys are kind of despite the fact that, uh, you know, some things get into the couple hundred dollars per bottle, uh, you all are, are looking at trying to get more brand recognition across the, the across the spectrum. Yeah, very much so. I mean, the the chicken cock brand, you know, as you, you alluded to, you know, it, it's an old brand originating in Paris, Kentucky in 1856. But mm-hmm. you know, through its history, it always had a high quality reputation, and and so uh, when when my services were hired uh, a little over five years ago, now I have my own consulting company. Right. Uh, you know, the founder of Grain and Barrel Spirits, uh, Marty Antla, Marty, Marty shared his vision of wanting to resurrect the brand back to Kentucky and bring it back to its high quality prominence. And, and basically, that's what I've been working on for him for the last five plus years now. And uh, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's been quite successful. Talk about to the uh, the barrels that you all have laid down at, at Bardstown Bourbon Company right now. When, when we last spoke, you said that it would be about 2024 before those those products would actually see the the light of day. Um, how are those progressing? Well, actually, the first stuff that, that we laid down that I was responsible for, um, you know, we're, we're actually dumping that right now. 
Really? Uh, it's actually in, into the current uh, bourbon, yeah. Um, wow. But the, the, what we were talking about, I think, back in 2020, uh, you know, part of what I've, I've done and what makes Chicken Cock unique is I actually have oversight from bark to barrel to bourbon to bottle. I yes, actually sir. go to the stave mill in West Virginia, West Virginia Great Barrel Company, who is one of my consulting clients. And I helped them build a stave mill. I trained their employees how to quarter saw white oak. You know, how to cut staves and heading, how to stack them and so forth. And then when they got the Cooperage built, uh, you know, I helped them train their, their employees, uh, uh, build quality barrels as well. So through that relationship, I go out a year in advance and I select the logs, personally select the logs that we're going to use. And they're cut into staves and heading. And then they sit outside in the natural air drive for 10 to 12 months before um, the following year when I go back out and oversee the barrel uh, production process. So, um the first barrels that they were able to make was in 2020. And so that's what I'm saying. Actually, from, from the oversight, from the very beginning, all the way through from bark to barrel to bourbon to bottle, right. it actually started in 2020. So it'll be 2024 before we see any of that. But uh, yes. the product that the bourbon and the rye whiskey that we have currently uh, coming out of Bardstown Bourbon Company is phenomenal. It's delicious. That's good to hear. And I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, another progression that I think we've all kind of been been hoping for and, and being witness to over the past few years as some of these brands that whether they're they're cropping up all over the place in central Kentucky uh, or, or just, you know, around the corner, people are trying to revive a brand much like you all are doing. Uh, it's just really good to hear that, that things are moving in the right direction, trending in the right direction, especially as as things kind of became so questionable uh, during that that long span of a year and a half, two years almost. Um we're we're sitting right here too, talking about uh, the newest expression of uh, of chicken cock. It's the Island Rooster Rum Finished Rye. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, how this came about, but I've got a question off the back of that too. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll just go ahead and say, what can you tell me about the uh, the the initial inception of uh, the Island Rooster? Right whiskey. Yeah, Paris. Okay. You know, every year, uh, Grain and Barrel Spirits, a company that owns Chicken Cock Whiskey, they they try to do a couple of what we call LTOs, limited time offerings. Yes. Uh, you know, small volumes and very unique. And uh, last year, I had a discussion with, with Marty about, uh, you know, the LTOs for 2022. And I said, you know, I really love the spicy, peppery notes of our rye whiskey. I think yeah. they're fantastic. But I think they could really be enhanced with a little sweetness. And so we talked about, uh, you know, the, the project of, of rum barrels. And so he agreed and, and we purchased 25 rum barrels. They showed up uh, at Bardstown Bourbon Company in May of 2021. So the day they showed up, I went down there and um, threw up the, the door on the trailer and climbed up on the trailer and pulled the bung out of every barrel to nose them to make sure they had that nice, fresh rum smell. You know, a lot of times containers can get stuck in a, in a port somewhere and those barrels can turn sour and rancid on you. But luckily every one of these barrels was, was fabulous, very, very Good. fresh and, and it still had the rum flavor. So uh, we put our rye whiskey in it and I would check it every month. Um, you gotta be careful. You know, one of my biggest rubs with finished whiskeys is sometimes you can let that secondary barrel overpower the base characteristics of the base whiskey. And, and so uh, all you want to do is enhance it. And so I checked it every month because I didn't want to overpower it with the rum flavor. Didn't want to give it too much sweetness. And then uh, after six months, I said, boom, that's it. We need to dump these barrels now. I mean, it's got just the right amount of sweetness for my palate. Yeah. And uh, so it was November of 2021. We actually dumped those barrels. 
Um, Grain and Barrel didn't want to bottle it to the first quarter of 2022, being an LTO for 2022. Right. And so we just put it in a tank and held it. But what we also did is it was so good. There was so much flavor still left in those rum barrels that I refilled them with some more rum. And so we did a second round of them. And uh, that just was recently, about a month ago, that was actually dumped. Uh, you know, it sat in there a little bit longer, about seven months before we were able to dump it. Because, you know, every time you use a barrel, there's less, less right. and less to extract as far as yep. coloring and flavor. Uh, but it took about seven months to get comparable in flavor. And uh, uh, I'm just, I'm thrilled to death. This is a, a fabulous, one of my favorite LTOs that we've done. Um, and I think we, we, we accomplished what we were trying to accomplish. You know, just enough sweetness, not too much that we, we overpower the, the, the spicy peppery notes of the rye. And that 95.5 ride does absolutely show through to here. And um, it, 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 you're right. There is just this really nice, delicate sweetness that kind of gets added to, I wouldn't say the rough edges of the palate because that's not quite what it is, but it does just kind of help, you know, ease the, the, the palate onto somebody who might not be more of a, a high rye, rye drinker. Um, so, like I said, this is a 95.5 rye. Is this, uh, and apologies if you can't answer this question, but is this uh, a, a Bardstown rye? Is this a, a Green River rye that uh, was sourced for you all? No, this is our rye that we produce. It's your rye. Okay, great. Down at Bardstown. Yeah, it's great. actually it's four-year-old four rye. Great. That's fantastic. It's it's nice hearing that, uh, you know, that this is, again, your all's product and, and that things are kind of... Uh, trending in that in that right direction uh i want to ask about the proof too 95 proof uh traditionally you guys have had a lot of products uh that and it's mainly of course your core line that have been 108 uh what did you guys find uh in the in the 95 proof range that you weren't finding elsewhere with something like uh, 108 yeah kind of what i do with, with each product i try to find that sweet spot where you get it to the point where the alcohol burn subsides and allows all the great flavors to overtake the profile. And I do that with, with our bourbon, our rye, and our, our Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey is 90 proof. Our Kentucky straight rye whiskey is, is 90 proof as well. You know, from an economics and financial perspective, you know, you want to try to get as many bottles out of a barrel of whiskey as you can. And so, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, we could go to 80 proof, but we're not, you know, we're not fulfilling the goal. And one of the objectives that, that uh, you know, I agreed to when I, I joined on with them, is to uh, provide that high quality whiskey. And so there's a sweet spot there. Now, typically, you know, I start in barrel proof and start knocking it down. With this one, I started low proof and then kept doing different samples at higher and higher proofs. And I did it at right. 86 proof and I did it at 90 proof and I did it at 92 proof and I did it at 93. And all those, they were just too diluted. You really didn't have the flavors um, that, that the barrel proof, uh, you know, existed in the barrel proof. So, but at 95, that's when it really shined through and uh, you know, the sweetness, the, the flavors of the, the rye itself, the spicy peppery notes really shine through. So at 95 proof, that's um, that seemed to be the sweet spot for this one. I want to talk about too, for, for a second, because this has been uh, a long couple of years where we've been kind of left up to our own devices and we've been given the opportunity to test out new things or, or potentially even, you know, allow ourselves to, to just be more exploratory as far as, um, trying to understand what what we uh, what we do kind of as as bourbon drinkers and just kind of exploring new sides of ourselves as well. Um, I, I want to ask you a, a couple of questions. 
what have you found kind of being in um, a, a much different place uh, than we were in, in April of 2020, uh, kind of as a, a whiskey producer and as a whiskey drinker? And off the back of that, too, I want to ask you, what are some of the things? Because a lot of people like to ask master distillers, they like to ask the people who are at distilleries, you know, what's next? But I'm really curious about what are some of the things that either you've been the most proud of that you've created over the past couple of years, or the things that you kind of wish had been able to make it to the the market that might have just barely missed uh, the the mark for some people. Well, um, that's that's a good question, actually. I, you know, you think back, and I think we just talked about it. You know. It takes time. If you're going to get in the in the bourbon industry, the whiskey industry, you know, number one, you have, better have lots of financial backing. But number mm-hmm. two, you better be patient. It just it takes time. And so, you know, when, when we embarked with our relationship in 2017 with the Bardstown Bourbon Company, um, you know, we knew it was going to take time for that whiskey to become available, properly mature. So part of my responsibility in that time frame was to go out and try to find good quality whiskey that we could acquire and put under the chicken cock label to bridge the gap until ours became a proper age, which is coming into to, to, you know, full view right now. Right. And so um, I guess the, the, the proudest part of it all is, you know, taking my, I'm into my 45th year now in, in, the, in the industry. And, and congratulations and so, on that too. That's fantastic. So, so being welcome. able to take, you know, the, the years and experience and, 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 you know, all the, all the great, opportunities that I've had to learn from from some of the greatest in the industry um, and focus that on one brand and truly resurrect the brand and to bring it back to its high quality prominence. That's uh, I think that's what I'm most proud of. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we continue to, to do that. I, there's so many companies out there that, uh, uh, again, it, the, the, the almighty dollar drives the decisions. And, uh, and, and, you know, not saying that can't happen with grain and barrel spirits as well, but, but right now, you know, when I committed to, uh, resurrecting the brand and make, bringing it back to its high quality prominence, I, I feel we've, we've, uh, kind of achieved that goal and we're going to continue it. I, I have to, uh, I have to agree because I mean, you know, having now tasted, you know, the progress over the, the past couple of years and seeing that this is in fact, um, just as high quality as what was, uh, in my glass. Uh, back in early 2020, uh, it really does show that things are are on the right. As I keep kind of reiterating throughout this interview, that things are on the right track uh, for you all, Greg. I got to ask you too. I'm always fascinated by what people are drinking when they're not consuming their own product. Uh, what's something that's uh, come out over the past couple of years that you have really found uh, yourself connected to, or th- something that you've been uh, kind of holding on to a little bit stronger? You know, I don't know if there's been anything new. You know, I've tried a number of different uh, sure. uh, whiskeys and that, and, uh, you know, just, just through my network of, of industry folks. And, and uh, you know, there's some, some great whiskeys out there. They're, they're doing, a lot of people are doing some things right. Some, you know, are, are questionable from, from <laughs> you know, what I've, I've been able to experience over the last 45 years. But, uh, sure. uh, you know, I, I kind of, if, if I'm not drinking my whiskey and, and I'm, I'm very transparent about this, one of my favorites is, is a product that I actually created uh, when I was a managing director and, and vice at Wild Turkey and vice president of Austin Nichols. You know, I, I ask people, I do tastings, uh, you know, when we've got time to kill, especially at dinners, uh, whiskey yeah. dinners, um, and that they're trying to get the next course prepared. But 
I ask people, you know, how many Russell Reserve lovers do we have out here in the crowd? You know, and oh man, a lot of hands go up. And, Me. <laughs> and, and so I asked him, I said, so who do you think created Russell Reserve? Was it Jimmy or was it Eddie? And a lot of people, most of them say, oh, I was Jimmy. That was Jimmy. And I said, well, that's, that's, that's good. But no, it was Greg Snyder who created the brand, actually. <laughs> and I created the brand, actually, uh, as, as I said, uh, shortly after I started with the company as a tribute to Jimmy Russell. I, Jimmy's a dear friend and, and one of, one yeah. of uh, he's the last of the true Mohicans when it comes to the, the guys that grew up with corn dust under the fingernails and, and uh, you know, the old guard of, Jimmy and Booker Nose and Elmer T. Lees and Parker Beam and all that great bunch that uh, were yeah. so good to me over the years. So, Well, on, on that note, and we just this past week uh, reviewed the the newest Russell's 13. Uh, have you had a chance to taste either of the, the Russell's 13 releases that have been out? I have not, and I, I'm dying to, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I don't get I, to liquor store too often, but when I do, I, I, I go looking for it, so yeah. Sure. I don't want to spoil too much, but and I, I'm a, I'm sure that you can kind of make your own assumptions. But high marks for for both releases, just absolutely fantastic whiskey. Whiskey still coming out of uh, coming out of Wild Turkey, and uh, I, that that kind of. Uh, it's a it's a bit of a side note, but I think it's funny to uh, bring up that you you jumped from uh, one jumped not necessarily because uh, you did I believe say in our our last interview that you kind of went on retirement for a little bit before jumping back into the whiskey industry with with Chickencock, but jumping from one bird brand to another. I don't know why I find that funny in particular, well, but it it does kind of tickle me a little bit. The truth is, I never retired. I kind of I tell people I'm semi-retired. You know, fair I, enough. Fair uh, enough. Five years ago, or a little over five years ago, when when I picked up Grain and Barrel Spirits as a consulting client, the guys in West Virginia, and a couple other consulting clients, you know, I I, uh, uh, I just kind of shifted gears and and uh, started got out of the corporate rat race and started working for myself. So, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. I I, I am, I'm having fun. I say I'm semi-retired and having fun and. Uh, get to uh, still work in the industry I love so much. Yeah. One of the things that we've, and this is a, this is a bit of a step away from, from whiskey, but I, I have to ask you about this too, because I, I do believe it's that hunting is one of your passions as well. Correct. That's right. I, I love to hunt fish. And yeah. Unfortunately, don't have enough time to do that, but uh, sure. So one one of the big things that and this definitely does tie into the whiskey industry as well because um, we're we're seeing people growing increasingly concerned with uh, the the amount of of lumber that's available for for oak barrels but you know the the topic of conservation is kind of coming into play with all that as as somebody who is not only uh, a, a hunter and, but is also a creator uh, of of whiskey how has conservation kind of played a role in the way that you have approached uh, chicken cock and, and the production of uh, of this brand? Well, I mean, in particular, if we're talking about uh, white oak lumber in, in general, um, you know, back, you know, I worked during my part of my career, I worked 12 years for Brown Former. Right. And nine of those 12 years, I, I managed a cooperage operation. So I, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, not, not just in the barrel manufacturing operation side, but, but also in the procurement of stays and heading the stays mill, you know, going out and, uh, with, with, uh, you know, guys that, that knew what they were doing and looking at tracks of timber and so forth. But every year, you know, every month, actually, I would get up a, a report from, um, it was a hardwood report basically from the, uh, U S department of forestry. And every five years they, they do an inventory. Uh, they actually somehow they they 
going a helicopter, whatever, over a track of, of wooded area. And somehow they, they have a, a system, a calculation they can do to determine the inventory of different species of wood. And if you look back the previous five years, the last time they took the inventory, the, the inventory had actually, the amount had actually grown by 15%. And if you look back another five years, it had grown another 15% from the previous five years. So, so in actuality, what happens is, is when you cut it, an oak tree, okay, mm-hmm. um, basically, you just opened up the sky, the canopy. And now you got all these little acorns that, that have sprouted up. And so where one big tree was growing, now you've got, you know, 10, 15 or, or more uh, that are growing in that same, same kind of a footprint. And so... Aside from that, there still has to be concern, okay, and, and making sure that, that we are sustaining the force. You know, we're just of not taking yeah. that for granted and saying, hey, you know, let's just uh, cut everything in sight. And, and, you know, with the boom of, of the whiskey industry today, there, there's a lot more logging going on. Um, but uh, but I don't personally, I don't see that as, as an impact. As long as we have the awareness and sustainability and people are, are consciously, uh, you know, replanting forest and, and we're just not uh you know just not like in the amazon we're just wiping out you know the rainforest totally <laughs> of course of course yeah and and you know that that i i apologize i didn't mean for for that to come off as i, I was trying to you know just isolate you and and uh speak you know only to saying you know you're doing something wrong. I didn't mean for it to come off that way because I don't no, think that's no, no, no. the case at all. No, no. But um, yeah, I, I think it's something that, you know, we are growing increasingly aware of just because that's how the how the world is operating at the moment. We have access to all this information and we do get a little bit overloaded with it. But it, it is nice to hear that, you know, there there is still, even within the industry, uh, very much this awareness of, of what the, the impact of, you know, our, our environment uh, is at, at the moment too. Um, I, I know that I said, I, I wasn't going to ask you about, well, that I was going to kind of skirt around it a little bit, uh, some, some products that might be coming up, but, uh, I don't specifically want to ask you about that. I want to ask you about what are some of the experiments that you might have going on that, uh, you're, you're kind of excited about. You'd like to see come to fruition with, uh, well, with chicken cock. <laughs> the experiments are just that they're actually, uh... Uh, some of the products that we've got coming on um, down the line here, but you know, a couple of things, you know, we, we actually are, are starting a, a barrel prick program. I mean, all the places Fantastic. I've traveled in the last couple of years, every, every place I go, whether it's a, you know, a whiskey society or a retail store or whatever, everybody wants to do a barrel pick. And uh, unfortunately we're so small that we can't uh, oblige everybody. So uh, we've got a limited number of, of uh, single barrel picks that we're doing uh, beginning of the year. And, um, uh, but in, in addition to that, uh, should be coming out here, hopefully, uh, this fall in the October, November, December timeframe, we have a product coming out. It's an LTO and it's called the chicken cock Chanticleer. Chanticleer oh. is, is French for rooster. Fantastic. And there's, you know, there's a lot of French connection there with, uh, the bourbon industry in general. Uh, and then likewise, you know, Bourbon County was named after the Bourbon family, the ruling family of France, who was instrumental in helping the, the American militia defeat the British during the American Revolutionary War. And then, of course, right. uh, you know, chicken cock originated in Paris, Kentucky, uh, which is the county seat of Bourbon, Kentucky. So there's a lot of French connections there. And so but what this is, it's actually 
uh, our bourbon whiskey that we finished in a cognac barrel. And it's, okay. it's amazing. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. Um, it's going to be bottled at 112 proof. But it's oh, it's fantastic. a it's a butterscotch bomb. I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, and you, there again, you got to be careful when you're finishing in a in a cognac barrel. Cognac is very powering, over overwhelming, and so it only took four months to actually achieve the flavor profile that I was looking for. And so uh, excited about that one. Um, and then for next year's O and D, um, we actually started the project. Um, we acquired some uh, Syrah barrels out in California, mid mid coast. Uh, there's a winery out there that uh, has a fabulous uh, uh, Syrah wine that uh, traded in some bourbon barrels for some wine barrels. And then when the wine barrels came, again, we put our bourbon in it. Uh, but it'll be ready, should be ready by by next fall. And uh, uh, looking forward to that one as well. Well, that's fantastic, Greg. I'm, I'm just so excited to uh, to see everything that's happening with with chicken cock at the moment and uh it's nice to reconnect for a little bit and uh chat about what's what's going on with you all and and to see that things are as i've been saying trending in the right direction uh for you guys uh i know that we mentioned it previously uh on on the previous episode that you were on but uh where's the best place for people to find you uh social media or just on the internet in general yeah, well, you can go to the uh, to our website, you know, www.chickenchock.com. Excuse me, chickencockwhiskey.com. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, for me personally, uh, I'm, I'm on uh, Instagram at uh, CC Master Distiller. Uh, it's probably the best way to connect. Great, fantastic, Greg. Thank you again for sitting down with me for a little while. I appreciate your time, and I uh, hope you stay safe out there, my friend. All right, Barry. Thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity. No problem. Thank you. Sounds remarkably better. (laughs) So I figured that since Greg and I talked about the Island Rooster, uh, we should put it through its paces. Yeah. Actually review it. I'm down for that. Um, 95 proof. Okay. 95.5 rye. Okay. I got a good base to go off of. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got to look up the price again. That's got a great nose. It's almost like gummy worms. Like that those gummy worms you get at the grocery store or like the pharmacy or something that's yeah. got that red and yellow like label on the clear bag. It's like opening that and it's like, mm, that's gummy worms. See, I get I still get some savoriness with this. It's all sweet to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Very candy, very like I said, gummy worms. But see, I think you you pull out a lot more savory notes than I do. It's uh, true. I, and I'm usually going the sweets route. Yeah. There's sometimes that I'll get like a salty peanut or something like that. But oh yeah, that's that's a fresh bag of gummy worms. See, I when I drink it. It reminds me of honey roasted peanuts. I like that. That reminds me of a pina colada. I mean, it it the rum influence is definitely there. Yeah, there's definitely the rum influence, and it's like a it's like a slushy pina colada. Yeah, with gummy worm nose, and I'm down for that. Man, it's so good. That is great. 
What's the age? Like, I know it's finished um, and around, but did they say? I don't think that they put the age out. I could be I could be wrong though. But the it was finished in the rum barrels for about six months. That's good. And there were only twenty five barrels of it. So I've had very um, I've had some rum finished stuff recently and then I had a rum finished uh, Chattanooga and they're good, but some of them are too rummy for me. Like I'm not a big No, this this is exactly and this is what Greg was talking about too, that it it runs that nice little play between yeah. the spiciness of the rye and the sweeter molasses yeah. notes. The rum is not like taking over and being like hitting you in with that rum. Like yeah. it's right there. Like this is a good middle ground. What proof did you say? Ninety five. Just crush that on the beach all day. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, you could. At $200 a bottle, though? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's like 80 No. Oh, man. Well, no, I would not crush a $200 bottle on the beach. It'd be really funny, though, because, like, you know, they've got that medicinal-looking bottle for you to, like, Pull that out on the beach. You're like, all right, kids, it's time for daddy's medicine. And you're just crushing this two hundred dollar <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Man. Um that, that's gonna get high scores all except the price. I'm I know, sorry. I know. Uh California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Massachusetts, New York, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Wisconsin. Availability. Like I said, two hundred dollars a bottle. I oh, I won a gold medal at uh, San Francisco. Nice, nice, nice. Do you want to review it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel like we came in like with the Patreon stuff really hot and heavy. And we're like, yes, and now we got to this episode. We're like, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, hey, what's happening? What's up? What's up? Uh, God. so nose palette finishing price. Each category is out of five. Total score out of 20. What's giving the nose? Eric. 3.5. I'm going three. I think I'm missing just a little bit. Um, not that it's a bad nose. It's just like I need a little bit more push. I like it. Uh, it immediately makes me think of gummy worms. And it's not every day that I smell something. I go, this is a... It, like the gummy worms like pop in my head like it's like the like i said the clear bag with the orange yellow label yeah. uh 3.5 yeah i'm good with that palette i think is incredible i think it is so well crafted and i think it's just got that perfect balance that it needs between the the rye and the the rum barrels 4.5 <laughs> I gave it a four. Uh, We've got the same score so far. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It, it reflects the gummy, the gummy characteristics, but at the same time, it's like, man, this is a pina colada. This, this yeah. puts me in on the beach, getting a drink at the beach bar and I'm just chilling. Like it makes me feel comfortable, I guess I would say. So I'll say a four. 
the finish is not as long as I would like for it to be, but I think that it is just a nice extension of what's going on with the palette. Uh, 3.5? I gave it a 2.5. Yeah. Uh, I think the I think if the finish would have lasted just a little bit longer, but I know the proof is only 95. Is that what we said? Yes. Yeah. Um, but if this proof would have just hit me a little bit more, I probably would have put it up, but 2.5. Yeah. And the price. $200 is a lot. But I do think that this is... There's a collectability to this bottle. Yeah. That I think is really unique. And I do think that the craft behind it works in its favor. It's not my first thing that I would pick up, but having had it, I could justify it just because I know how good it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a three. I said two point five. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's good. Nothing, nothing against the taste or anything like that. It's just this tastes like something that I would crush on a beach, and I can't justify spending yeah. that much for something I would crush on a beach. Yeah. So. Well, my final score was a fourteen out of twenty. <laughs> I. I I forgot to put my stuff in. <laughs> what I, I had, say? I had to do the math on my calculator on this one. I want to say a 3.5. Mm-hmm. 4, 2.5, and 2.5. 12.5? Yeah. I mean, that's still like, I think you get over that like 11 to 12, to 12 point mark here. And you're doing great. I just, I just want to crush this. I know, and I can't, I can't justify spending that much on something that I just want to crush on vacation. You know, what are you gonna do? I mean, but that's kind of that's that's a good review, I think. Yeah, just the price. I know. That's just how it goes, though. Yep, it's true. Do you have any high-proof hot takes this week? High-proof hot takes. Let's see. Let's see. I want to have one. I feel like I I had something, and I've lost it. I'll just high-proof hot take Swan. Yeah, it's just... So, Swan, we didn't even talk about it up top. No, he's not here. But Swan had to miss today because of his a, tummy issues. I had a full episode planned just for him for him like we talked about if you listened which you probably did if you're still here we talked about doing thickened bourbon and we were going to do uh funky nerds which is a very special 10 bit bottle that only i have it's a one of one me and perry are the well a couple other people tried it but me and perry are the only ones that really appreciate it fuck you adam terry um he's not listening no he's not um but (laughs) This was going to be Swan's episode. Like yeah. I was going to go out big ass August. Some Swan brought up thickening, and he brought up this and that, and he's never had funky nerds, but he's not here. Yeah, because as a grown adult, he decided to eat some leftovers that he had no idea how they were prepared. And early tips and bits: if you don't know how somebody made. Leftovers, and if you have a food allergy, 
And if you are sensitive to food, you probably shouldn't eat leftovers. Or ask. Or ask. Swan. High proof hot take. You you fucked up, man. (laughs) Stop it. Get some help. I mean, we 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 would have been doing some crazy stuff today. That's all, folks. See you later. Roll the music, Perry. Um, but yeah, Swan, you started high proof hot takes, and I'm gonna say you fucked up this time. Yeah. So tips and bits. Tips and bits. <laughs> um, we talked about Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yes. On the the pregame chats a little bit. It's really good, especially if you're a Dragon Ball fan. Um, yes. Please. But please I will go watch say uh, if you're not and you kind of know the story, and it's something like maybe your significant other is going to go to the movies with you and they like, they like Dragon Ball Z, you're going to enjoy this movie. If you enjoy superhero comic book movies, this is the Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super movie for you. It's not complicated. You don't have to know a big history. All you have to know is that these people have high powers, and they power up, and they fight each other. And there's some good comedy in it, too. Some great editing and comedy moments. That was fun. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Before that, the week before we saw that, I went to go see Nope, finally. Nope equals? Really good. Dope. Dope. Yes. Yeah. I, I've come around to it since I first saw it, and Eric and I have kind of talked about this off air, um, but it's the it's the least, like, subtexty of all the Jordan Peele movies. I think... You know? Like, there's still plenty of it there. Yeah, I'll talk... I'll, I'll, I'll say something in a second. But, yeah, you could watch this movie and just enjoy it for what it is. And not think about anything. Yeah. As opposed to the other two movies, which I think you really got to be like, hold up. Paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Easily the best shot of his three movies as well. The cinematography cinematography is gorgeous. So good. So, so good. Um, I've not seen a movie shot with so many at night scenes. That looks so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like usually, oh, yeah. Usually everything's too dark. This is like, I can see everything. And we didn't even watch it in like IMAX. Mm-mm, I just saw it at the regular theater. Yeah, I saw it at Cinemark in there like plus whatever it is. But yeah, the night scenes are just fantastic. So, so well shot. And the, the sense of, and like I never had it like super aggressively. But the sense of dread throughout the movie—you're just waiting for it. It's to... just yeah. It's just kind of like oh, what's what's gonna happen? Yeah. And there weren't a whole lot of. There was like one jump scare, I think, maybe two. When he's in the barn and those kids are dressed yeah, the kid, up, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. I was like, is this really what we're doing with yeah. the aliens? Yeah. And yeah, but great movie, man. Great, so good. Um, I I love the other two movies. I I have a hard time ranking them. Between the three, but it's it's kind of tied with with Get Out for me. I yeah. liked Us better than I did Get Out. Yeah, but at the same time, Get Out is still just an absolute classic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I will say 
I was going to do a spoiler thing, but I I just think everybody should watch this. I I, I texted you this, and it was like the only negative is kind of like the Jordan Peele effect, where the last two movies we know we're looking at like the sub context, like what does this mean? But this movie, you can actually watch it and just be like this is just a monster movie or a space movie or something yeah. like that. But you can turn around and dissect it and you can bring yourself to so many conclusions. Yeah. You can absolutely. be like, this represents this, this represents that. Like, why is the shoe standing like that? Like, I still don't know what that one means. I don't get that either. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't been able to but unravel that. But there is one scene in this that is like a continuous shot that just pans around to all this chaos that has happened that is one of my favorite shot scenes in the past, probably like five to ten years. Spoiler, oh, on the, on the, spoiler on the TV, alert. On the TV show set? Yes. Yeah. When it does the thing where it starts and it's like the side of the side of the set and it does that one, it just follows all the chaos that's happened after yeah. uh, the monkey has yeah, done yeah. his stuff and then it pans the, the kid and he's, that's one of the most. So good, man. <sighs> I can't wait to watch it again. It's about to be, uh, we can about good stream it or rent it and buy. I will, I bought the other two, so I will definitely download and buy. No, nope. oh, I'll be, I'll be doing the same. It's a, it's an instant buy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, we also finally got around to watching the Bob's Burgers movie. I've watched that. What did you think? I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so did you not enjoy it or? It's just it it seemed like a, a normal episode that just went too long. That yeah, that's kind of what I thought is that it was just like a long episode. But I'm, but I was, was probably really, I was, was probably really tired. Um, I, it's one of those shows that like if Eli Eli's eleven. Um, some of that stuff I'm sure goes over his head. Yeah, anyway. but at the same time, there's a lot of it that like I remember being that young and watching like South Park and different things like that. So if I watch it with him. I just wanted to be there if he has any questions about like why was that what was that about what's that but mean he was like let's watch it and I was like all right and it was probably I hadn't slept and I was like and like I was enjoying it but I did fall asleep but it felt like a just a extended episode to me yeah uh, anything else um I will say She Hulk yeah. It's fun, man. It's a big recommend for me because it's so much fun. It just like I, I it's not my favorite Marvel show that's been out. But Have you watched like, second episode? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I've heard a lot of negative reviews, but no, 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 no. No, you've heard trolls. No, <laughs> I've got I've got direct messages from somebody we both know. So I don't want to spoil too much. Did you catch the big Easter egg in episode two, though? Oh, yeah. I was a different person then. Uh, it was when she was on the website looking at the, the mascots. There were headlines over to the right. Maybe I missed that one. I thought you were talking about when they referenced, like, he wasn't in the first. That was hysterical. I where he said that. he's a completely different person, yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. And she looks at the camera and goes, ha ha. Yeah. No. Do you want me to go ahead and tell you? Yeah, tell the spoiler. Don't to listen. Yeah, spoilers. It's not even really a big spoiler. There's a headline 
that reads, Man with Metal Claws gets in bar fight. No. I'm not kidding. I didn't see that. I'm not kidding. Fucking right. It's confirmed that Wolverine is in the MCU now. Do you know what would be the best introduction to Wolverine in the MCU? Wolverine versus Hulk. Absolutely. Because they could just go bonkers on that. He could be as violent as he wants well, because he, you know, it's the Hulk. And that that comic book is amazing, by yeah. the way. And, there, and, there's and a, there's a, we're in tips and bits. Well, for me. Oh. <laughs> what? Am I in my own tips and bits now? Am I in the Matrix? Had I started my tips and bits? I thought we were kind of doing them together. I guess so. A little bit. You started yours because you said She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. I was thinking you started She-Hulk, and I was like, early tips and bits for me. No, you said you started She-Hulk. And here we are talking about this. Wolverine versus Hulk, great comic book. But there is a rumor that Marvel is going to get the film rights to the Hulk so they can do solo movies for him. I want to see that. So, I mean, if if they do... I want to see Wolverine versus Hulk. I I would absolutely love that. But what's what's nice about this is that I think it kind of it erases that thing where they're just trying to fold the other universe characters into the MCU. Yeah. So we actually are going to get like a non-Hugh Jackman Wolverine, you know, which I I mean I love Hugh Jackman. As Logan. Yeah, but... But I want... <laughs> we need the guy from uh, Kingsman, please. Oh, Taron Egerton? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, if if that's... If that's... I, I just want... And, and, like, as much as I love Spider-Man No Way Home, the thing that it... that it's, it's biggest sin for me is that now it's like, what do you do to introduce those villains into the MCU? <clears throat> like <laughs> can you? I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't But I wanted to see like his own version of Doc Ock and his own version of the Green Goblin and you know all those characters. And I understand why they did it. I love that movie, but I just I get I get left with that feeling of like but but like come on. Like, can't you just give me, give me real Norman Osborn? Yeah. You know? And we were so, we were so teased with, um, what's his name? Oh, shoot. In Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Norman. Oh, um. Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. There we go. Great actor, man. Oh, yeah. Man, October Sky was from 1999. Damn. I didn't realize that. That movie's awesome. It's such a good movie. Love that. We we had like when when I was in the elementary or middle school, they took us to the theater to watch October Sky. Happened like twice. <laughs> you watched it twice? Yeah. Damn. Different years though. It was like sixth grade year and then eighth grade year. What? I just went back to that electric rail Oh, it's it so good, man. Blew my mind. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, She-Hulk's awesome. It's really Don't good. listen to the trolls. I loved the end of the first episode when it was like this weird court drama. <laughs> and 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 the like 
like the fight scene and stuff just looks so animated and like over the top. I was I was laughing. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. And the mid credits, post credit scene in the first episode is one of the greatest Marvel post credit scenes ever. ever. Hands ever. down ever. I'm not even gonna it's say anything so about funny. it. You could just watch that one and be like, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um the only other thing I will recommend is Welcome to Wrexham. Oh, the Ryan Reynolds and Ryan um, Reynolds and um uh Macala how do you say his name? Why can't I think of it? It's Mac from Rob, It's Always Sunny. It's Rob. Oh, McCall- Rob McElhaney. McElhaney. Yeah. Yes. Um Patrick uh Bourbon Noob put this in the chat, asked if anybody else was watching it, and I had watched a preview, like a little snippet of it, and I saw Rob and I saw Ryan Reynolds and I was like, Damn, like that's my 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 man that's crushes my, right there. Guy. Yeah, those are my guys right there. But this is an actual documentary of them uh, buying a soccer team. Yeah. Or football, if you want to be proper. Football. Football. And Bienvenidos a la this, Playa de... Wait, that's beach. <laughs> the football beach is yeah, what I was about beach. to say. <laughs> the football beach. Um, uh, but they buy this team that is struggling and it, it goes over what actually happens in like actual like soccer like teams can be demoted to lower leagues it was like it's like saying the yankees if they did bad one season they're going to go play in like triple a teams yeah. get demoted and as they get demoted yeah, yeah, yeah. they lose funding mm-hmm. and the players don't get paid as much and all that so they find this team that represents this small area and that it's like everybody's just wanting this team to like this is their team they've had a horrible like 13 years it's like it's like real life ted lasso yeah longest running team that's been in this lowest level league and they want to get back up to like the main league so rob decides to he wants to buy this team because he's from philadelphia and he sees how supportive the area is to their football team he's like this this he wants to do this for the town too like bring the bring the team back up help the town and all that so there's two episodes out so far as of recording and i'm hooked after episode two ryan reynolds and rob buy this team and they're going to try to build this team back up to not only help the team but help the town and it's real life documentary so Speaking of Rob McElhaney, too, this is a very tips and bits heavy episode. Um, we finally are getting around to watching the newest season of It's Always Sunny. Have you watched uh, uh, the 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 show he does on Apple TV? Oh, um, he's a uh, video game developer. Yeah, we we started Epic it. Quest. Yeah, yeah, we started it. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, but did it also, get canceled? I think there's like two seasons. Or yeah, something. but Always Sunny is classic. Yeah, like perfect. But I like I know, but I always forget just how insane these people are <laughs> until we start watching the it again. The fact that there's that many seasons. Oh yeah. Amazing. And the fact that it's so much of it goes over people's heads. Because the fan base for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, more often than not, is the people that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are making fun of. Yeah. It's a good mix. It's though. common. 
there's there yeah there's people like that and then there's people who like get the inside jokes and stuff and it's like it's a good mix of like yeah. fans so that first episode though where they keep <laughs> <laughs> exactly they keep realizing that they're part of everything that the trump administration was doing it is so good man it's so funny but Frank with his <laughs> Frank. his back alley hair dyeing business, oh, yeah. and that's how Rudy Giuliani <laughs> got his hair dyed before the Four Seasons <laughs> press conference. So good, so good. I don't know if I can ever say there's a bad oh, season of so Always Sunny. It's so funny. It's so freaking funny. There's so that episode two where they, they go, they kind of reveal how things got the way that they are for <laughs> all of them. And Sweet D was actually sweet at one point. Yeah, one point. She was sweet. Man, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, I think that about does it for this episode. Oh, man. Big ass August. We just, we're, we're just kind of like, I feel like we're, you know, just dragging it out as long as we can because yeah. we don't want it to be We don't want it to end. Dogs are dragging it out too. It's okay, Marie. We're all crying a little Marie. bit. Yeah, we know it's the end of Big S August. It is. This was a fun episode, though. It was. It was. It was good to get everything in this episode. You really do. Interview, review, reviews, reviews, catching up. Yeah, catching up on a bunch of bottles and samples. Big tips and, and bits. Big old tips and bits. I didn't even know we were in tips and bits for a second. Yeah, that's I, true. I got lost in the matrix. Golly, the dogs are. Somebody's Dog. ringing our doorbell. Somebody's still in your house right now. Oh. Hey, hang on just a second. I'll be right out there. It's FedEx. FedEx. Ooh. <gasps> Another review. I think I know what this is, too. Oh, it's only 125. We got plenty of time. Uh oh. Fragile. Perry's dancing. I know what this is. What do you have? I got a jar of dirt. This package contains alcohol. Well, surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Here on This Is My Bourbon Podcast? Boop, boop, boop. Do you have any hey, idea? Dad, there's a new unboxing going on. Ooh, okay, let's see. We've already got Larceny from Heaven Hill. Is there another Heaven Hill release? No. Not this one. Okay. Uh, Barrel sent us a bunch of stuff. Is this a full bottle of Barrel? 33? No. Which, which one are we on? 33. It's Barrel. What is this? Barrel Vantage. A blend of straight bourbon whiskeys finished in Mizanara, French, and toasted American oak. Hey, this Ooh. is how you finish Big Ass August. What an episode. A full <laughs> bottle. Look how dark it is. Oh. Wow. Shall we? <laughs> Wow. Let me clean my glass. Yeah, right? 
Should we do this for a bonus episode? That's a good idea. We'll do it for the main feed. Yeah, big ass August. Everybody gets a bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to go ahead and end the episode? Are we going? Are, yeah, we're going to do. Everybody's listening is going to get to hear this, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's going to like on Friday. Yeah, this will be a bonus episode that comes out for yeah. everybody. Perry just got a package, and I read about it, and we're going to review it. Everybody gets a big ass August bonus. Everybody. Everybody. You. Your mom. My mom. Your mom's sister. My mom doesn't have a sister. Does she have a brother? Yes. Your your uncle? Uncle Bub. Uncle Bub. Yeah, call him Bub. That's cool. His real name's Harold, but I call him Bub. I like Bub better. Yeah, because I grew up, I thought he was my brother, because my mom was really young when she had me, and I thought he was my brother, and I called him Bubby. But then I grew up and found out the real thing, but I still call him Bub, so... <laughs> That's just, I'm just being real with you. Okay. <laughs> Am I taking us home? Yeah, take us home. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, I dropped the cork. Yeah, that's all right. Where'd it go? We got plenty of corks. I dropped it and it just went into the oblivion. Well, if you want to help us find <laughs> more corks, portal. <laughs> you want to help us pay for corks for bottles that we drop the corks from you can go to patreon.com if you want to get us out of the elder scrolls oblivion <laughs> portal <laughs> slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and at five dollars you get all the bonus shit i mean there's tons of stuff especially big s august yeah we put out so much bonus stuff for um, for the month of yeah. august and if you sign up you can go back and listen to all that stuff and the the fun thing about all that Patreon stuff. There is there are things that we are going to continue to do. Yes. That we started doing. Oh yeah. There's a for whole, example. There's a whole news report of of a Blanton's thing that there's an episode two coming and believe me, you don't want to miss it because we're gonna find not out. Miss it. We're gonna find out what other places might carry Blanton's. Science needs to know they need to isn't know. that the fr- what's the phrase i don't know take us home either way yes patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast dollar a month <laughs> oh shit there's a bonus episode coming out after this um uh but that's through, for everybody get, get through this so you can go pee okay, so we can give okay, okay 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 <laughs> patreon.com support us uh if you want to send a question that fast uh you want to do a suggestion uh you want us to do a pairing Send an email to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. If you want to get some shirts, uh, anything else, some glasses, anything, go to bourbonshop.threadless.com or whiskeymutant.shopify.com. If you want to leave us a barrel rings, which is where you leave a voicemail, and we'll reply to that on air. That's an easy way for you to be on the podcast. Uh, 859-428-8253. I really want a barrel rings every week. If you're listening right now, just call it. It's, it's a voicemail. So it's so easy. It's a voicemail. Call so 859-428-8253. Leave a voicemail saying anything, and we'll reply to it. Uh, go to all social media, at MyBourbonPod. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can follow me, at WhiskeyMutant, on Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can follow Perry, at PRitter1792. You can follow our sick other co-host, Sick 
S-I-C. S-I-C. <laughs> He's pooping his brains out right now. But it's uh, at Swan uh, T-B-F on Instagram. Uh, you can go to YouTube. This is my bourbon podcast. Perry goes live every Thursday. If I can get off work on a Thursday, which I've had to work almost every Thursday, I'll join him. And you can also watch the video yes, version. Yes, we're this on YouTube. On YouTube, right now, as you're watching or listening, we're on YouTube. I hate Barry. to interrupt you for a second, but I have to bring this up because it's making me laugh a lot. But I got on Facebook just a second ago because I have a very bad attention span if I haven't taken my medicine <laughs> during the day. Somebody that we know, or I know, I guess, posted a photo there at um, Goodfellas. And nice glasses. Facebook has the the option for automated replies now. Do you know about this? Yeah. And the two options that Facebook has given me for this adult woman that I don't like. First of all, I would never say this to another person. Right. But the and two you're options. You're not going to hit the. Re- you're not going to hit the option. No, no, no. You have the option. But they gave me the two options of so darn cute or very nice pick. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook's hornier than, <laughs> than Facebook a teenage boy. Is thirsty. Really <laughs> Zucker thirst right now. <laughs> Thirsterberg. Zuck me. Okay. <laughs> Zuck me, daddy. Zuck me, daddy. <laughs> That's the third option. You got to have a cheat code to get that one. <laughs> Random friend that's a female. There's a pizza in her hand. Automated reply from Facebook. Zuck me, daddy. I, I hate Random this. dude that's I a friend. I hate this so much. Random dude that's a friend with a cocktail in his hand. Zuck me, daddy. No, Facebook. Why would you do that? Whatever. Just. Uh, what are we on? YouTube? I don't know, man. This is my burn podcast slash YouTube. Sure. Uh, if you want to review or leave a rating, go to whatever podcast app you do. Leave a five-star rating or a one-star rating. We'll read it out either way. And then we have a new... Oh, yeah, we got a new patron. Patron. Sorry. I was too busy contemplating life and why Facebook would recommend that. Yes. But also thinking about this barrel vantage that we... uh... (sighs) Can't wait to get into this. Um, but yes, our new patron. I talked to her at McDonald's the other day. Yes, so um, this is how you got got her to support the show. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the five dollar a month tier, meaning she gets all the bonus content, all the good stuff that you're missing by not supporting the show on Patreon. Yeah, pregame chats. Yeah, pours from the floor. Yeah. Sampling irresistible. And anything else we put out. Anything else that we put out. Patreon.com slash my podcast. But this is Teresa Martinez. Teresa Martinez has been a she's been a supporter of the show for a while. She she has. She has. And she's gone on Patreon. But I saw her at McDonald's the other day and she was using the kiosk. Have you seen the kiosk at McDonald's? I have seen them. Yeah, yes. it's a big old screen. You're just touching everything. Like mm-hmm. very not probably COVID friendly. But um you know, that's the only choice we had because... So you're telling me I shouldn't lick my hands after? No. So I would shame. I would sanitize after. But it's the only choice that's we what had. I, that's what I'm doing when yeah. I'm licking my hands. I'm sanitizing we were, myself. We were both trying to get the 50-piece McNugget. Because everybody knows that saliva is the most sanitary liquid that that's you true. can use that's to clean dogs. with. dogs. 
dogs. Don't, I, I don't think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's humans. Nah. Dogs. I need to make some calls. Yeah, you might want to go to COVID test right now. Um, I guess I need to, too. Uh, <laughs> not making a lot of any of that. Um, but me and Teresa were at McDonald's. And I was, I was like, Teresa, what's up? She's like, hey, I was thinking about joining the Patreon. I was like, you should. She was like, what would you pair with a 50-piece nugget? And I said, you know what? I would pair a Penelope toasted. As long as you get a 50-piece nugget... And 10 barbecue sauces. There you go. Yeah. My heart sank for a second because all of a sudden it said that we had zero patrons. Oh, shit. <laughs> As we Which is reading. much different from our almost 80. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, for real? I was like, yes, for real. Get a bunch of barbecue sauce and 50-piece nugget and a Penelope toasted and you'll have a great night. And she was like, you know what? Thanks. I'm definitely joining the Patreon. And she did. And I appreciate it. And she uh, she actually sends me messages on Instagram of the pairing she does. So she's pairing. She's listening to the podcast. I see her in the live chat when Perry goes live. Like it's true. Be like Teresa. Support the show. Get in on the live streams. Get in on the Patreon. Get in on Instagram. All that stuff. And pair some chicken McNuggets. Barbecue sauce and Penelope toasted. This is a heck of an episode, I'm telling you. <laughs> Big ass August. If people weren't going to support us before now, they definitely are. I'll send somebody some barbecue sauce and nuggets in the mail yeah. if they support the show. Cool. All right. Well, I will legit, if you sign up, can you send a message when you join? Yeah. Send a message that says, I want nuggets and barbecue sauce, and I will order Chicken McNuggets and barbecue sauce and send it to you. If it takes three days for the nuggets to get there, I mean that's your choice. You made you made that decision to ask for that, but I'll still do it. I'll put a sample in there too. I would really love for you to send just a box with loose chicken nuggets. Just I'll do <laughs> it. Just banging around, yeah. not even like in like another container. It's just you just, don't. You they're t- in there. They're, they're just like the, in there, and they're just like <laughs> they're like the packaging like peanuts, but it's nuggets. You sign up for that, you'll get a full box, at least a 10-piece, some barbecue sauce, and a sample. Just loose chicken nuggets in a box. I'm not recommending you eat the nuggets, especially if you live across country. But if you do that and send the message and Perry says, hey, this person said, I want the the mutant McNugget meal. (laughs) I want the mutant McNugget meal. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> the fries are in there, too. Yeah, I'll just do fries. bouncing around. It's cheaper to do the full meal, so you'll get fries, too. I'll drink the I'll drink the Diet Coke. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> you're not going to send them the drink? No, that would leak. You get fries, nuggets, and a sample. I get the Diet Coke, and you support us on so Patreon. Curtsy. So. Oh, that is so funny. Just you got to put it in the message or whatever. You got to send Perry a direct message. So I know who to send it to. All right. Well, big <laughs> ass August. That does it for this week. We'll see you guys. See you on the bonus episode. See we you on the bonus review. episode. See you in September. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Until <laughs> <laughs> so then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. This is my bourbon podcast. This is my bourbon podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, shit.